0: Hello, welcome to this week's Therapy for Me, and I'm in a fantastic position this week because I haven't got to think about or mention my birthday for another 51 weeks. But what I can do, on the subject of kind of anniversary things, is I can say welcome to spring. And for once, the weather has seemed to it seems to have had a look at the calendar and decided to play a bit of ball. But we'll get to that uh, after we've had a little bit of uh, that twangy guitar. <laughs> Monday. Go on then, let's start with the weather. Let's start with the spring weather. Um, what was great about this week, I've been able to sit outside uh, and have quite a few coffees um, sat in the corner of the garden. And the great thing has been, and I don't know if it's just this time of year, but for some reason it's been the perfect temperature. Um and th- that's relative to what you're wearing. So obviously the, the perfect temperature in the summer might be different to the perfect temperature for now. But what I've really waited and wanted to get is just some just some vitamin D, just some sunshine to be sat in the garden, sunshine on my face, um, you know, having a coffee and just, just doing nothing. And I, f- I found myself sat there for about an hour plus maybe today. And... It was the perfect temperature for the jeans and the T-shirt and the hoodie I was wearing. So I wasn't cold. Uh, I was able to sit with my head back in the sunshine. And I just didn't want to move. And there's, there aren't many points in the year when it's like that. So like in the middle of the summer, okay, you might have shorts and T-shirt on. You might be different levels of clothing. But anything past sort of, I don't know, low 20s... And if you're sat in direct sunlight, you can only do it for so Certainly, I can only do it for so long. Uh, And it's the same when I'm on holiday, wherever I am. Yes, I can be somewhere nice. Yes, we can be in Spain or wherever. And yes, it can be 28, 29, 30 degrees or more than that. And, 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 And there's an amount of time I can do the sun for before I need to go and jump in the pool or nip inside for a bit of shade or do something. And you do these little blocks. Today, I was at that point where when I went, eventually went back inside, it was because I had something to do and a time constraint, not because I wanted to move. I was actually exactly the right temperature. I was warm without being hot, and I wasn't uncomfortable, and I just was lapping up the rays. Um, and I, I don't know how many times in the year you get that perfect kind of... It's probably it is probably a spring and autumn thing. It probably is a a March, early April, and it probably is a kind of mid to late September, early October thing. But today it was just just perfect. So thank you, Spring. Thank you for thank you for arriving. Thank you. Thank you for arriving on cue and in in a considerable amount of style. Tuesday. I've been listening to the Alistair Campbell. Um, Rory Stewart podcast. Uh, I think it's called The Rest is Politics. And it's only been out a few weeks. And I've got a lot of time for, for both uh, of those people. I, I, I've, uh, Like most people, discovered Rory Stewart when he ran um, for the Tory leadership and liked a lot of what he said. And I've liked a lot of what he's said and done since. And I think he's a hugely impressive individual in terms of what he's done in his life. Um, it's quite an incredible... Um, CV that he's got and it's some incredible work and some incredible things that not only he's done but that he's champion of, of, of a number of really worthy things and worthy causes and is shining a light on a lot of situations that we don't know as, as much about as we need to know um, and I've always been a fan of Alistair Campbell, and I'm getting more of a fan as of Alistair Campbell as I as I get older. Um, I th- I thought he was um, great through the New Labour period. I think he was brilliant through the whole uh, Brexit period. I think he's re- remarkably interesting and balanced. And um, yes, he sits on one side of the political argument, but he tries to understand the whole political um, narrative and and tries to understand people with a different point of view. Uh, of, of his other than when I guess those people are so downright bonkers that you can't actually legitimise or rationalise the things they're talking about. So I've got a lot of time for, for Alistair Campbell as well. And the podcast is really, really good. Um, one of the things they talked about this week, which I'd just not given any thought to and has really struck me quite deeply, is food security. And it talks to something that when Rory Stewart was in government... People like the farmers were, were warning all the time that you you shouldn't return too much farmland back to the countryside or to the wild because ultimately um, we need to remember food security. And obviously food security is something that was a post Second World War thing, Um, but, um, you know, it was something that was still being talked about and and actually, I guess, has been something that's been, you know, largely, has largely disappeared in the past 10 to 15, 20 years, mainly because the argument, I guess, was that, well, we just don't need to think about things like that anymore, that situation will never occur again, so we don't need to worry about a situation where the country has to feed itself. The problem with that is Ukraine. And the problem with where we are with Ukraine and, and these are it's a political it's an interesting set of problems because cold the one thing about the Cold War era was we weren't reliant on Russia for anything. And and obviously since the new the post-Cold War, new world order, so post eighty nine, we've become more reliant on on Russia and, and the East. And of course, we think about this as you know, gas and fuel. But one thing they said in the podcast was that 60% of the world's wheat, 60% of the world's wheat comes from places like Russia and Belarus. Um, a vast majority of the world's fertiliser comes from those places. There are countries for whom they have 75 and 80% reliance on places like Belarus for fertiliser. And that, of course, that's a huge, huge problem. And so we've got, Issues in terms of we've you know we we've let land go back to things that we thought would be better in terms of the countryside, but actually what we haven't got is in the same way we haven't got any any fuel security and any energy and any you know security in that respect. Then we ha- we haven't got or we definitely desperately short of, of food security as well. And I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was really interesting as well that kind of government response. The accepted civil service view had been that we don't need to worry about things like that anymore. And yet it flips so quickly, flips so quickly now that we're having to actually think and talk about food security because of what, We've become reliant on, and I guess it's the reason why, probably the reason why Putin thinks he'll always have an out, because there are so many things now that the Western economies are so reliant on, and it's not just the fuel; it's actually much wider than the fuel. So, I, I that's something I, I didn't know anything about. I've really learned, so um, it's worth checking out that that podcast. It really is. Um, I've only listened to a couple of episodes so far, but it's a it's a very interesting, balanced chat from from two sides of the political. Spectrum, but two sides of the political spectrum that I think are both um, thoughtful and and balanced, and will look at the the debate as a as a whole. Wednesday, I posted a picture on Instagram today of a box of Tunnock's uh, caramel wafers. Um. I'm sure you know what a tonut's caramel wafer is uh, in terms of a, a a biscuit. I mean, it's wa it's lines of wafer with caramel in between, and it's wrapped in chocolate, and it comes in a kind of a red and gold uh, wrapper. Um, and you know, you can get them everywhere, and everywhere I copies them as well. So that that they're, they're, they're a thing. And I was buying a coffee, and there was a box of these biscuits on the end of a um, on the end of the counter and i just took a photo and i was chatting to a, a a colleague at a meeting and uh and she said you just posted a picture of some uh tunnock's wafers and i said yes i did and and she said but you didn't put any you didn't put any text there and i said well no i'm a lot of my instagram posts don't have any text on them uh and and it was like well why would you do that? What are you actually trying to say? And I said, it's it's funny. I've never really thought about it, but I guess when I post something, I tend to post something that you know either makes me smile or is something I kind of I kind of approve of. I kind of like and want to share because I think it's a good thing. And it it seems to it seems in my head that that seemed to be entirely normal. That kind of almost was in what Instagram's all, all about. Really, it was almost implied that you took us a, a, a photo of something that moved you in some way. So either it moved you to smile or, it, or, or, or there was a positivity attached to it or maybe there was, it, it was complete outrage. It, it could be any of those things. But in most instances, that it would probably be relatively self-evident. So it got me thinking about whether I actually have a personal social media strategy, which obviously I don't, but then I kind of must do. Because of what I share and what I think it says in doing it, which means there must be something subconsciously going through my head while i'm I'm doing it, in this instance, I approve it's it's tunnocks, caramel wafers, how can I not approve? They're a thing uh, and I know that they're, they're considered to be a bit of a northern thing as well, and I think I mean Tunnock's, I believe, is a Scottish brand, so um but I think it's it's considered to be a northern thing. So whether it was a, a, a bit of a reinforcement of northernism, I'm not quite sure. And it could very well have been that as well. Maybe I mean, I took the photo in London, so maybe it was just a, you know, maybe it was a, a kind of a, a a bit of a well, I'm down here, but that's a northern thing and, and right on, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit of home and this, that and the other. As I say, even though they're Scottish. So it, it did it kind of got me it kind of got me thinking about it. But what's then interesting was there was a, there was a good reaction to the post i mean look you know i'm not in millions of followers territory in fact i'm in very 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 small number of people but it, there was a lot of there was a lot of positivity towards that particular post which would suggest that a lot of people kind of got it um so I, d- I don't know i mean is it is it me i mean is is this what do I need to explain myself? Should you explain yourself? Or should you just... Is it just by association? Does it just go out there by association and people will will get it? Um, I think I know the answer. But, but I'm now starting to question whether I'm very, very wrong. So, um, I don't know. Let me know. Thursday. I can't say I was overly impressed with what Sunak came out with yesterday. Um, I think it was a very, very small drop in what is going to be a huge, huge, huge problem. And uh, there's a lot of things about the cost of living crisis and where we're going to be, aside from the fact that we shouldn't even be calling it a cost of living crisis. But uh, there's a lot of, of things in there that are, are going to be a, a huge problem. Uh, a huge, real, real problem to people moving forward. And I just don't think the response yesterday was um, in recognition, or, or I don't think it recognised the severity of what's happening and what is coming further down the, the road. Um, it, To a certain extent, it offset a tax rise um, or percentage offset a tax rise for a section of people. So that's kind of all it did. The national insurance bits and what have you kind of just offset something that was only announced last year anyway. Um, So in in that respect, I don't know if it really is indicative and, and reflective. And it's not talking to everybody, anybody who's... Reliant on uh, benefits, be it pensioners or what have you, or anybody reliant on state, any form of state benefit. Those things are not being index linked in the same way. So in real terms, a lot of people who are reliant on the state are definitely going to be worse off. Um, And you have, yes, you've helped some people who were facing a rise, essentially, whatever it was, 10 or 12% national insurance rise, because it isn't the 1% they keep talking about. It's the fact that it's 1.1% and it's only actually 8 or 9% anyway. So actually, it's a 10 or 12 or whatever point rise it was. It, it, it helps those a, a little bit, but it doesn't then start to talk about the cost of everything else. So the national insurance rise was one thing, but then you've got everything else that's rock- skyrocketing at the same time. And I've read quite a bit of an analysis that suggests that the Chancellor could have done more. But what he's actually doing is he's holding back. So he's got... He's got a pot of money that could be used that he's holding on to for a 2024 tax cut, just in time for the election. And at that point in time, if, if, for argument's sake, the the, the fuel crisis is debated and fuel prices are more where they they were, because fuel will go down. We we are not now living with 195 a litre. It will it will go back down to something in the long term, closer. So fuel bills in the long term will come down as well. So to think that you can wait until fuel bills go down and some of the other associated costs go down, because at that point, if you then cut income tax, it looks like you're making people better off. That is really... that. That's just politics, and that's playing politics with poverty. And we're going to put an extra, whatever the numbers are, 1.3, 1.4... A million people into poverty in the course of the next year with over half a million of those being children, to have that ability to do something now, to have that war chest now that you're going to hang on to for a, a, an election year is immoral and there's no other way of putting it, it's immoral that things can be done now and they're not being done now and they should be and if you're not annoyed about it, you should be because to play politics with this is just plain wrong <laughs> Friday. So I was thinking about Tunnock's Wafers again today. Uh, as I was organising in my head what I was probably going to talk about in, uh, in TFM, I came back to the whole social media thing and I came back to the Tunnock's thing. And something else struck me and I thought, you know what, if I'm going to finish a week, then let's finish a week on Tunnock's because there aren't many better places to finish a week than on, than on Tunnock's Wafers. Here's the thing I really, really like. About um, this 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 coffee bar, and it was one of these. It was on the it was on the embankment. Um, it was on the the um, the the south the southern side of the river on the south bank, and um, I was trying to think of south bank there as two words. It wasn't that complicated, but it took me a while. Um, and it was it was going down in between Lambeth Bridge, so it was opposite the Houses of Parliament. So it's kind of not, I guess. what I suppose it is the South Bank, but it's not kind of what I suppose people think of the South Bank. But it was, the, it was the, the the South Bank, and it was where the um, all the chalk hearts are on the on the wall, uh, which is obviously really poignant this week um, because it was two years since the first lockdown. So there was a lot of daffodils around as well, um, and it was a it was a you know, just like a little caravanny thing, coffee shack thing. Um, you know, doing uh, really nice um sort of pastries and uh, a, a very, very, very good flat white. And obviously you could sit and, and, and look over at the uh the, the House of Parliament and um the at the end of the counter was this box of, of tunnocks And by the way, on a totally unrelated note, I remember going to Oxford in 1990 and I remember distinctly it was 1990 because it was just before I went to university and I went down to see a, a, a really great friend of mine um, and we went. I saw Pretty Woman while I was down there. I remember, There's one thing I distinctly remember about being on that trip. We went to the cinema and we saw Pretty Woman. Uh, still an amazing film. And when I got off the train, um, I remember thinking to myself wouldn't it be great to have some form of thing on this platform that served coffee i think i was just starting to get interested in to, in coffee i know we weren't where we are now but i just thought wouldn't it be great if there was some kind of small caravan back of a van something you could do coffee with and you could park it you know a, a thing that would would park on the platform or what have you um if only i had done something with that idea then um i i yeah that probably was the one thing i thought about i should have done anyway Back to this, back to this this place and and these Tunnocks wafers. The bit I'm loving, the bit I'm sticking with, that's 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 just dawned on me today, was that was the only biscuit that was on this counter. And by definition, what that guy's saying is, um, there's a Tunnocks wafer. I don't need to stock anything else because that's a Tunnocks wafer. You don't need anything else. Why would you even ask me for anything else? Because what I've done is, I've picked right. I've picked. If you wanted a chocolatey bar thing, I've picked and I've picked a tunnocks, and that'll do you. And I think that's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant because he's absolutely right. And it was a he. It was. And uh, and apologies if you know there were other people who were there, but it, it was this chap, and he's he's bang on right. He's out, he's he's gone out of there. He's gone look. I'm going to take that pressure off you. I'm just going to make the decision for you. That's brilliant. That's what you want. That that will do you. And do you know what? It, I'm not even bothered that it had to be Tunnock's. I mean, if it if it was a box of four-finger Kit Kats, I would have probably had the same response because I've got a lot of time and respect for a four-finger Kit Kat. So he probably would have been bang on right. But instead of doing that thing of hedging his bets and giving us half a dozen things, he just went, now I'm making that decision for you. That'll do you. Tuna wafer. If you want a coffee, if you want a chocolate based biscuit to go with it, take a tonnage you will be absolutely fine. And if it had been a Kit Kat, I would have felt the same way. Would have felt exactly the same way. Four finger Kit Kat, boom! That'll do me. That'll do you. good choice. Good choice. Don't need to give me options. You've made my life easy. Actually, you've not made me have to think about it. You've just given me the solution. It's one less thing for me to worry about. I am just going to enjoy it. Thank you very much. I love the simplicity of it. So I think, I think, I can't think of a better way. To end the week. I can't think of a more positive way to end the week than the sunshine's been amazing and the just doing that simple thing as as you know, as, as taking any complication out of the world for for, for anybody who just wants a coffee and a coffee and a bickey and 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 picked bang on the right one. And on that note I will leave you. Have a great weekend, have a great mother in Sunday, and I'll talk to you next week.